We are the lab doctors. I'm Amanda. I'm Dorothy. And I'm Zhao Yong. We are biomedical researchers who realised we still have a lot to learn about science. So why not join us on this quest? Welcome back to the Lab Doctors Podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about... Breath holding. Breath holding? Like how long you can hold your breath for? No, this is not going to be your typical voluntary breath holding or like holding of your breath. It's something that can happen involuntary in children. So now I'm going to play your video, right? So that you understand what I'm talking about. And it's going to sound traumatizing a little bit, but it's not. I had this irrational fear when I was young. Some adult in my life said that someone died because they accidentally held their breath before they fell asleep and like they forgot to breathe again. How old is this person? I don't know. I can't remember. But then I just remember for like a period in time, every time when I'm lying down in bed, I'm like, oh my God, remember to breathe, remember to breathe, remember to breathe. (laughs) How old is this person? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay, okay. I'll show you our video first. Can you watch? And we'll put a link for this. What did I just watch? So there was a video of a baby who stopped breathing for a while. Okay. And I don't know if y'all could see like his face turned blue. No, I did not I see did that. Not, but. Okay, so that was just a video of a baby who involuntarily held their breath. So what is breath holding in infants? They call it the breath holding spell. This is a benign paroxysmal non-epileptic disorder occurring in healthy children aged 6 to 48 months of age. So let me break it down. Paroxysmal means like a fit or an attack or a sudden emotion. And non-epileptic means it's not caused by physical disorders of the brain. So breath holding in infants usually occur most commonly in two-year-olds. And in the US, there was this study that found that almost 5% of the pediatric population experienced it. So that's like 1 in 20 babies. Whoa. Wow, I've never heard of this. Yeah, actually. Yeah. I've never heard of this. So that's why I wanted to do this because I feel like I've never heard of you as well. And it's very scary because if you're a parent next time or if you're a parent out there and you experience this, you might get a shock of your life. But it might be something that's not actually bad and you just need to get it diagnosed, which we'll cover in a while. Right. So there are two types of breath holding. The first is called cyanotic breath holding spells and about 85% of babies who have breath holding spells experience this. So in this case, the child's face turns blue. The second is pallid spells. This is where the child turns pale. Oh, pallid. What's pallid? Like the appearance of losing blood, I think. Oh, yeah. They turn white, essentially. Okay, so what are the triggers? So basically how it happens is because the baby is triggered. Okay. And this can be in the form of being irritated, they are being disciplined, anger or minor injuries. So most cyanotic cases occur when they cannot get something they want and they may cry, exhale very hard and then not inhale again. Whereas in the pallid cases, they are usually caused by pain. So they might have a slight fall or they were shocked or surprised. And they might shout but there might be no sound coming out and then they'll like stop breathing for a while. So why does it happen? One study done in Turkey looked at the maturational delay of the brainstem. So the brainstem is like the bottom part at the back of your head kind of area in your brain. The part that connects to the spine. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So they did this study where they looked at children without these breath holding spells. And this was compared to the study group where they had children with breath holding spells. So the groups were matched in terms of their sex and age. And what they did was they used this thing called brainstem auditory evoked potentials or BAEP in short. And this was used to evaluate the functions of the auditory nerve and brainstem auditory pathways. Right. 
And basically the results found that the interpick latencies were significantly longer in those with the spells. So it's just like it's transmitting the signals not as well or slower. Correct. From the auditory, like somewhere in your ear to somewhere in the brainstem. Correct. Okay. And so they're saying that it's because of things not maturing yet. Mm. Okay. Another reason that is gaining traction is anemia. So two studies found that about half of the children with breath-holding spells had iron deficiency anemia. In addition, treatment with iron helped to reduce the frequency of breath-holding spells compared to those who were non-treated. So how long do you think a breath-holding episode lasts for? I mean, from your video, it seemed like... 20 seconds. But you don't know when the person started the video. Oh. Mm. Okay. For them to go blue. Yeah. Or baby to go blue. Yeah, okay. So breath holding episodes last for about a minute. And would you think it's dangerous for the baby? Oh, for sure. I mean, if they turn blue, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a... <laughs> I mean, if anyone turns blue. <laughs> Not just for babies. Yeah. It's a physiological <laughs> response. It's like, you gotta breathe. Yeah. Okay, so apparently I also thought so. It looked very scary. Like if your baby stops breathing in front of you and turns blue, right? Yeah. Are you going to tell me that it's not? <laughs> like it's, it's not dangerous? It's not. Oh. It's not dangerous in the sense that it doesn't have long-term consequences. Right. So this is a benign condition as mentioned earlier. And yeah, basically I, I, I also thought so because like you, you hold your breath one minute and then you feel like you're going to die already. <laughs> so if the baby cannot breathe for one minute, I also thought like they might just affect like their brain oxygen or something. But right. apparently there's no long-term consequence of breath holding spells. This assuming that you breathe, right? Long-term lah, long-term. Yeah, okay. In the short-term there are risks. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but the thing is like, the child may lose consciousness at one point, right? But they will automatically breathe again without needing you to trigger them. So it's like, that's why it's called like a spell. Yeah, then, no that, worries. Uh. That's why it's so underdiagnosed though, I think. I feel like, I don't know if it's underdiagnosed, but maybe it's like not Oh my God, maybe every deal. baby does it. <laughs> no, it's 5%. I know, but that's reported 5%. Oh. You know, it's like... Huh? I don't know if my... Like, I never hear my parents tell me like, oh, last time you... Because you, you it's not a big deal. But... Or like maybe whenever you're not breathing, they're not there. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's quite scary. No. But you'll be fine, right? Yeah, because, that's why. Yeah, it's a benign condition. But what's condition triggering me then if nobody's there? Oh. A loud sound. Da, 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 Ghost. Da, 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 da. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, so basically there's no long-term consequences. On very rare occasions though, a seizure might also happen after losing consciousness, but the child will regain normality very, very soon. Okay lah. So, episode N. <laughs> no, yeah, and that's the point of the episode. Like, like I feel that people should know that like these kind of things yeah. happen, but yeah. not be For shocked. Because sure. like, sure. if I didn't know, I would be 100% yeah. sending my baby to the ER. I'll be shaking the baby. Okay, honestly. Which we yeah, oh, <laughs> honestly, in that video, the person sounded very distraught. Yeah. So Yeah, even though they already know that this happens, mm, but yeah. at that point of time it's still very distressing because a minute feels very long when you're not breathing. Oh yes. Yeah. And you see your baby literally turn blue. Mm. What do breath holding spells look like? So usually the baby will just lie limp on the floor or they arch their backs, become stiff, jerking of the body for a few times, may sweat, they may wet themselves, they may or may not gasp when they start to breathe again. So yeah, that's just how it looks like. Okay, getting it diagnosed. So 
yes, you should get it diagnosed because it's very scary. Like, But basically, as a parent, if you see this kind of thing happen or as a guardian, you send your baby to the doctor. What they will do is to find out if there's a history of such cases in the family and that can help determine if it's a breath holding spell or something more life threatening. Mm-hmm. So doctors can also find out what could have triggered them. So let's say like they, they didn't get what they want or they got shocked, whatever. And then also the symptoms. Sometimes they may attach the child to an ECG, an electrocardiogram, in one of the first spells to rule out problems with the heart. And sometimes the child can be referred to specialists such as neurologists or cardiologists to ensure that there are no further problems. Mm. Okay, any preventions? What do you think we can do to prevent your baby from getting into a spell? Mm, trick question, not have the baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> I guess not scare them or not. No. But how? Yeah, I also don't yeah, sometimes know. it's fun. Like, I don't know if the peekaboo game would scare him because I feel like... I think it's like a lot dependent on like how you look and like how you present because like if you're like, oh, surprise and they're just like happy, smiley, they probably, you know, yeah. understand that it's okay. Yeah. But if you're like angry, probably like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, true. I don't know. Okay, so basically just now we said, right, why babies could get breath holding spells because they don't get what they want. So basically, giving in to your baby to avoid a spell, yes, but managing behavioral problems when they are older. And sometimes blowing hard on the baby's face may interrupt an episode. So treatment options. Breath holding episodes basically phase out on their own by the time they are older. So actually no treatment is needed. However, if a child has anemia, iron supplements may help, but more research needs to be done in this aspect. So probably I think it's more of like treating the anemia itself rather than treating the breath holding. Mm. During a breath holding episode, guardians can lie the child on their side and this will help blood flow to the brain and help them recover faster. Of course, still, if it's an emergency, call an ambulance and start CPR. Linking back to the previous episode is don't shake your baby. (laughs) Because like, I would think that if I'm the guardian, I would shake the baby. Like I wouldn't shake it, but I would do what the video person did, like try and pat the back, you know? I feel like I would shake them. Not vigorously, but probably like one or two times, which then I don't know what is the threshold for shaking the baby because... It must be quite violent, right? <laughs> yeah, probably, but it's still very scary. Like I just won't want to shake my baby anymore. Wait, what? <laughs> As you shouldn't. <laughs> You like initiate CPR. <laughs> yeah, I might the do the two one. finger CPR. If I didn't know. Uh. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Which I don't know if it's. Or the yeah. sternal rub, it's I like, guess. What if you break their rib cage? Then, like. Yeah, so many things that can happen. Mm. Yeah, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it's a very short one. No, that's fine. Well, I mean, like, again, it's just my, my immediate thoughts are like, babies are so needy. <laughs> Like now, you know, sometimes people like like to scare their toddlers. Maybe not when a baby like like toddler, then you go and hide, play hide and seek. And like, I feel that, okay, I also think it depends. Like I wouldn't scare my child randomly. Like if they coming out of the room, they're just boo. It's it's more of like, it's playtime. We're playing hide and seek. Then I just want to scare you. And then I think that one should be a bit better because they're already happy. Then when they, when you boo them and then you just laugh. That's what I imagine. But like, that's counterintuitive to the rules of hide and seek. <laughs> okay, maybe not hide and seek, maybe catching. I don't know what game to play. <laughs> that's your biggest issue. I feel like that shows you my psyche. I'm like, I need to win hide and seek against shoulders. <laughs> so what's the conclusion? Oh yeah, it's fine. Don't shake your face. Yeah. yeah, the conclusion is it's fine. Get it diagnosed. Maybe like blow on the baby and wait it out, but don't shake your baby. I mean, 
honesty genius though. It's like self-destructive blackmailing. Yeah. Like for the toddler to know that it's like my welfare is your top priority. So I'm going to hurt me so that you give me what I, I want. I mean, if I know my child doesn't have breath holding spells or the child that I'm playing with doesn't have this, then I'll be like, you better breathe now. I'll be like, that's impressive. You know how to hurt me. You are going to like do big things in the future. As usual, subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on Spotify. A like and a comment would really help us out. You can also follow us on our social media, Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook, and feel free to DM us any questions. Alternatively, you can email us at thelabdoctors at gmail.com. We'll post the links in the episode description so you can check that out if you're interested. Thank you. Thank you.